Stevenson centers, and the loose puck was put on. Rebound shot blocked. Now Eichel scores. The third rebound goes for Eichel. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Martin to right to the circle. White Cloud shoots. He scores. Doing his best. Jack Eichel finds the opening. Top shelf. Sharp angle for White Cloud. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace hanging out Parkway Tavern, Flamingo in 215. Darren Millard back at Studio 31. And Chris Chapman live inside the Finley Chevrolet, Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... Happy opening day, fellas. Yes, it's going to be awesome. North American opening day for the National Hockey League with a couple of games on the schedule. They'll raise the banner in Colorado tomorrow night, but we'll kick it off. With the Rangers and Tampa Bay Lightning, and then we'll slide over to Los Angeles for our game. The Golden Knights uh, hooking up with the Los Angeles Kings in a Pacific Division rivalry game. You know, Vegas, going into their sixth season, they played six different teams on opening night. That just Hmm. seems odd to me. Usually you've got your staples of who you open with, uh, a lot of different uh, matchups that you'll you'll fire up against, but that's six different teams that uh, will face on opening night. Yeah, that is interesting. I, I wonder if we don't settle into a little bit more familiarity yeah. down the stretch here. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if L.A. Vegas is a very popular NHL opening day, first game of the season type of setting. So I, I'd like to see it become more regular. But maybe we'll get there. Who would you like to face on opening night to have that feel, <laughs> whether it's home or on the road? And which team, and I don't want you to pick Columbus because there's no chance that's going to happen. What team in the geographical area uh, of this Pacific Division or Western Conference would you say that would be terrible? Oh, okay. Uh, terrible would be Arizona obvious for obvious reasons. Um, great would be Colorado. Just because, I, I mean, they're going to be a, a powerhouse for a long time. So I, I don't think you can get much better than, than opening it up against the Colorado Avalanche if you're the Vegas Golden Knights. It's all Golden Knights specific for me, though. What about you, Chapman? Let's bring in the fanboy. Yeah, um, I mean, honestly, who to open with would, would, would kind of be. I, I, I like the idea of opening with Los Angeles because. I do, too. I'm because, with you. you know, there's that proximity rivalry. This is the, the team you beat in your first ever playoff series. Not only beat them, but you kind of humbled them a little bit because there was some trash talking by a member of the L.A. Kings who's still there. Just, just say but, Drew Doughty yeah, said yeah. that the Golden Knights okay, well, wouldn't be he, as good he's as He's not listening to you right now, okay? No, all right. Drew's well, got yeah. other things on his mind, so I, I, and if I, it gets back to him, I'll handle it. I, <laughs> I Somehow that doesn't instill me with confidence. But who You're not afraid of Drew Doughty, are you, Chapman? No, no. Okay, no. good. Just say his name then. Yeah, Drew Doughty. Yeah, he was talking smack, and, and, well, he was humbled in the first round of that playoff series. But as far as who would be terrible, yeah, Arizona's pretty bad. I mean, there's just nothing there. I think the league tried to force that rivalry in the first season, and, well, one team was really, really good, and one team, well, they still stink. So, um, you know, that, that, that would be a bad one, but... I. 
I mean, there's a lot of teams. I just asked you one question. Like, who do you would like to open with? Who don't you want to open with? And you turned it into a five-minute segment. Well, it's Chapman, so. Uh, Darren, you're the one that asked the question. You know what you're getting here. Well, compare your answer. You can't can't complain about it now, though. Well, compare your answer to Chapman's answer. No, I know. I'm succinct. It's like two different books. Uh, I, I like L.A. I, I don't mind Arizona, honestly, if they ever get their act together. Uh, two points, Darren. I, I, I don't mind Arizona. I think that would be a great – it's like uh, college football on homecoming weekend when you host the game. <laughs> Middle square, bing, bingo card. Uh, I like that. Uh, who, who, I, who I wouldn't – Anaheim is a team. I really? That happened a couple of years ago. I wouldn't be fired up about uh, about an Anaheim home opener. Hold on, hold on. Why? Opener. Why? Uh, it just doesn't give me the buzz. I know they've got players, and the, but the, as a franchise, uh, I'm familiar with Arizona through my history. I'm definitely familiar with Los Angeles uh, mm-hmm. more so. Uh, but I, L.A., San Jose, uh, Arizona, fine with. The, the Anaheim doesn't get, doesn't get the blood flowing. Yeah, you're, you're probably not wrong there. I, I think, again, if, if I'm looking at it right now in this present moment when it comes to the Golden Knights, L.A.'s good. Colorado would be fun. Uh, beyond that, I, I don't know that anything's really going to get you excited what for the regular Dallas? season. Dallas would have been kind of fun. Be, uh, no, I, I, don't, I don't think so. Because, I, I, I mean, like the only real tangible thing there is, is Pete and you know, I don't. I don't know that you're going to get like super stoked about that. It would just be the Dallas Stars in Game One of the regular season. Whereas this is the LA Kings. This is a team that you are going to be jockeying for position over the course of um, over the course of the entire season. So I, I, I like this matchup for the Golden Knights. I think it's a good one to start the year off. I think it has to transcend competition for a playoff spot because there's going to be times when one team or the other is on a downward trajectory. So that kind of opening night opponent has to supersede some of that a little bit. Well, you need, I mean, you, you're going to run into issues at some point mm-hmm. because not every team's going to be good. Like, like there, there will be times where Vegas, Los Angeles doesn't really move the needle for either team. Right, right. right. So, but but I, on, a, on, a, on a season opening standpoint... It, yeah, it becomes like something there, something that you can grab onto, even if one side sucks and one side's on top of the world, or both times uh, sides are mediocre. Yeah, I, I mean, sure, I guess. Well, I think when I, you I think, also, I think for a Golden Knights team that missed the playoffs last year, any team, literally anyone that you put on their game one schedule, is going to elicit something out of that organization, out of that team. So, uh, I. I don't know that like L.A. Vegas is super transcendent beyond the fact that these two teams are are going to be at odds with one another over. Would you like to play the same team every year to to kick off the campaign? If the, uh, yeah, if the schedule I, maker did so. I, I think I think if it makes sense, sure. Yes, I, I think if it makes sense to me, the the first game of every single regular season, and I don't care how the previous season, the first game should be a rematch of the Stanley Cup Final. Period. That should be the the opener for the season every single time. Beyond that, if you want to start it with the same t- with the with the same matchup everywhere else, I- I'm fine with that. It it really doesn't bother me. We're talking about an absolute marathon here. We're not talking about a sprint. I, I think that everyone's going to be able to get up for game number one. Remember the year Vegas played Philly? I was thinking about that. Was yeah, it that was two weird. That, that was, was weird. Different. 
Last year made total sense, Seattle. A couple of years sure. ago, San, San Jose. Jose. Yeah. Uh, the first year was Dallas on the road. This is only the second time in six years, by the way, that Vegas opens on the road, too. And, and Vegas has the best points percentage in the entire National Hockey League in season openers. There's a small sample size there, but still, you you got to win your games. Seattle's not doing that. Uh, oh, for one. So, uh, but uh, but yeah, so, <laughs> they only had one chance. I know, I know. But they're they're but not they're in the not next. doing that. That's the sweeping small, declaration. Hey, if 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 they would have won, they'd have the best. Yeah, I think the Flyers are the only right. team that, that's beaten them on opening night, right? Yeah, Vegas is four and one. Yeah. So, I'm just trying to talk them up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah pump them up. Quit, come on, quit, quit being such a pessimist. Thank you for finishing that sentence. You guys are. It's, it, this is me bringing the two of you close together. You're welcome. Oh, we love each other. Mm-hmm. We're good buddies. Uh, today we're going to get through the previews of the season uh, with the Western Conference, Central and Pacific, and uh, then we'll get into uh, the other side, uh, the Eastern Conference, with the Metropolitan and the Atlantic. Uh, we also have some sound from Los Angeles with Bruce Cassidy speaking before today's season opener against the LA Kings. Do you, do you think a guy like him gets a little, little nervous? Must be pretty exciting. Hasn't hasn't done this in a while with a new team. Uh, new feelings, new sites uh, with Crypto.com. Uh, I would think that there's some butterflies going. Excited butterflies. Yeah, I, I don't I mean, I think that everyone gets excited and, and jazzed up for game one of 82 in the regular season. It's another opportunity to, to ultimately play for what you want to play for, and that's a Stanley Cup. But I, I don't get the sense that Bruce Cassidy gets nervous. When you're that confident, I don't know that nerves kind of fit into the equation. Maybe anxiety. Nerves are good. Nerves are good, buddy. Maybe anxious moments to just get going, but I don't know that it's like a, a nervous thing. I, I really don't. I, I think Bruce... Bruce is ready to get going because he's a good hockey coach and he knows what he can do. Why are people so afraid to admit they're nervous? Like, you don't want to go there with nerves. I love nerves. Nerves make it make the moment, make it special. Everybody should be nervous. When was the last time you were nervous, Wallace? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't really get nervous. That's amazing. You're missing out on so much. No, not really. That's crazy. Nerves make the moment huge, and then you, you get through that. And whether you thrive or you, you, you don't come out in the right end of it and you learn from it, it's, it's awesome. Uh, let's get into uh, the season predictions, uh, the Atlantic and the Metro. Let's start with the Atlantic, uh, perhaps one of the – better divisions of the four in the National Hockey League. I won't say mm-hmm. perhaps. I will say this is a stacked division with a lot of uh, storylines going through it from the three-time Stanley Cup finalist, Tampa Bay Lightning, to the perennial playoff underachieving Toronto Maple Leafs. Who's the <laughs> best team in the Atlantic? Uh, that's a really good question. I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Lightning. I I know that they are not exactly the team that they have been over the last two years, but they are a team that did not win the ultimate prize, and I still think they're real, real good. So um, I trust Andre Vasilevsky 
a heck of a lot more than I trust whatever tandem the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to throw our way, Matt Murray, uh, Ilya Sorokin. So I, I'm, on the, I'm of the belief that the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to win that division. Didn't say Toronto. You didn't say Florida. No, Both no. had exceptional regular seasons last year. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm aware. I, I think Tampa is going to be the, the winner in that division. I trust their goaltending All right. uh, a heck of a lot more than I do Toronto. And Florida, to me, is going to be interesting. I know that they made some, some big changes. I do. But I don't think that the Florida Panthers are going to be as good as they were last year. Made a huge acquisition and spent a lot of money on it. They also lost quite a bit from uh, from their team last year. You lose Jonathan Huberdeau, you lose Mackenzie Weger. Like those are, are certainly players that I think can can get you to where the Florida Panthers were last year. So I I don't know that I'm as high on the Panthers. I still think they're a playoff team, but I don't think that they're going to be challenging for President's Trophy or tops in the division. I just don't see it. I disagree with you for the best team in the division, at least in the regular season. So this is my order of the Atlantic Division from first, and I'm going to give them four playoff teams. No crossover in the Eastern Conference. Okay. I'm Toronto. And I think Toronto wins the President's Trophy this year. Oh, wow. Uh, Then I will go Florida, Tampa, and Boston. (laughs) Consistency there with Tampa, finishing third in the division. Florida, I think that uh, between the new coach and the acquisition of Kachuk and Bobrovsky's due for one of those Bobrovsky years, uh, I think they're going to be great. But those those are the four playoff teams uh, in the Atlantic. Do you agree or disagree? I I agree with three of the four. Okay, what which which ones? Uh, I'm going Tampa, Toronto, Florida, Ottawa. Okay, I'm doing it. I'm going. I'm going with the Ottawa Senators. I, I'm I'm taking the Boston Bruins out of the playoff picture for like the seventh year in a row. It's happening. If you have Oceanside Land in Nevada, give Ryan Wallace a call because he's buying stuff. He's buying yeah, no, crazy things right now. I'm aware. Uh, in the in the metropolitan division, mm-hmm. it's a race. This division a year ago had the surprise of the New York Rangers getting back into the mix, and then the incredible performance by the likes of Alexander Ovechkin. Now, team wise, I think you could say one might have a slide back, and Ovechkin and the Capitals might get back into it. Who's the best team in the Metro? Best team in the Metropolitan Division to me is the Carolina Hurricanes. I, I, I buy the Hurricanes quite quite a bit here. I think they're a really solid team. The addition of Brent Burns on the blue line is going to be, um, you know, I, I, I don't think it's underrated. I think it's going to be something that kind of propels them. I'm a big believer in the Carolina Hurricanes. It feels like this might just be their year. I think they're the best team in that division. A lot of people picking Carolina to contend for the President's Trophy as well. Yeah, I, I think that that's well within their ability for sure. No, there always seems to be something that gets in the way there. I don't know what that's going to be this year. One of, one of my favorite people in the game is their head coach. Love him. Uh, enjoy every uh, time I get a chance to, uh, to chat with him. Uh, I wonder about what they acquired in Max Pacioretty. What did they think they were missing? Because they won't have him. For a while, so well, what were I, they? What did they think they were missing uh, in in bringing him in, and how will they respond without him? Uh, they also have some changes on the blue line. 
And they've gone through a lot of changes in the blue line the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I think obvi- the obvious answer in, in what, do they, what do they think they're missing is it's a goal scorer, right? It's a guy that, you know, can put the puck in the back of the net. But, again, I, I think Frederick Anderson was phenomenal for them last year. I, I would expect him to be just as good. I know that there's a bit of, of change, but to me, like Brent Burns in that, in that specific setup is going to be really, really good. You want to talk about production, Brent Burns might just be one of those guys that, that has that renaissance, resurgence-type season. Um, you get Paul Stastny up front. I, I think that gives you a little bit uh, more stability. But um, I believe I believe in their top six. I believe in, in, in this being a team that can take another step. And I, I think Rod Brindamore is a really good coach. So uh, Carolina should be fine in the regular season. To me, the regular season doesn't really mean anything to the Carolina Hurricanes in much the same way I don't think the regular season means anything to the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's going to come down to what they do in the postseason that really matters. A really good team, or two really good teams, is going to miss the playoffs inside the Metropolitan Division. Yes or no, before we get to the four teams that that we think will make it. Okay. Does Pittsburgh make the playoffs? Yes. Does Columbus make the playoffs? Dang it. I've gone back and I've agonized on this one, to be honest with you. I I want to buy the Columbus Blue Jackets because I think it's a a really good off-board pick. Johnny Gaudreau and Patrick Laine have the potential to be absolutely fantastic together. Um, But I, I don't think... I don't think I'm going to go with the Columbus Blue Jackets as a playoff team. I just, I don't think they have enough there just yet. All right. My four teams inside the playoffs from the Metropolitan Division. Mm. Carolina, Islanders, (laughs) Rangers, and Washington. Washington, I could flip-flop for Pittsburgh, but... One of Ovechkin or Sid will miss the playoffs. I'm going did, with Ovechkin at did, the start. So those are those are my four. Did you just bet against Sidney Crosby? I did. Yeah, one of my. What have you? Uh, what have you always told me? My one of my heartfelt uh, rules that I that I stick to. Yeah, that's wild to me. Go, Carolina give me, give me. Islanders, Rangers, Washington. But I'm holding out uh, the. I could flip flop Washington Pittsburgh. Do you agree? Wow. No, I, I don't agree. Uh, so I don't in? agree at all. Carolina, Pittsburgh, Rangers, Devils. Oh, wow. You're just throwing money away today. <laughs> what are we betting, Darren? Just when have I ever money. lost? Darren, let me ask you a question. On this program, when have I ever lost a bet to you? But taking Ottawa and the Devils yeah. to both get into the playoffs? Yeah. Yep. Again, these are uh, predictions. Nothing uh, has been determined <laughs> right or wrong by making these uh, statements today. Yeah, and we know from volumes. I know from I don't agree with you, but <laughs> we know from a year ago that weird things can happen, and then yep. amazing performances can carry a team, goaltending or or skater. We'll see if that that happens. So you're taking Ottawa and the Devils to be surprise teams in the Eastern Conference. I am, yeah. I, I, like, that, I, I don't even have to ask you that question mm-hmm. because it's, it's fairly obvious uh, with those two teams uh, making the playoffs in your eye. Biggest improvement, and I'm not going to take the Islanders because I, I consider them that, w- that was a fluke last year. 
So I don't, I don't consider that the, the team that's rebuilding and trying to make the big step. Mm-hmm. It's unfair. I don't have Columbus in, despite all the money on Johnny Gaudreau. But the <laughs> biggest step towards being relevant again, they won't make the playoffs, is Detroit. I could see that. I, in I the could. East. I, I, I've tried my best to talk myself into the Detroit Red Wings and, and maybe Detroit over the Ottawa Senators. I, I'm not there right now. I, I, I'm just not. Um, but I do think that Detroit and Ottawa are going to be pushing late into the season for that final playoff spot in the Atlantic Division. I can't get on board with Washington because they, <laughs> they've got a lot of question marks coming, right? Because you, You're, you're going to start the season start. with Tom yeah. Wilson on IR. Backstrom. You may not have Backstrom maybe for the yeah. entire season. So, I mean, Ovechkin's great. He, he's obviously an elite player, but I don't know if he's good enough to carry that roster. Alex, into a- Alex Ovechkin's not going to carry the Washington Capitals into the playoffs. Like, I, it astounds me. Scored with every last year. With, right, he did. Are you saying that you think it's more likely than not he's going to do that again here this year at age 36? Well, he shoots his age for sure. Okay. I don't think 46 goals from Ovechkin is going to be enough for the Washington Capitals to get themselves in the playoffs. Like, I'm astounded that you are, you are essentially moving off of Sidney Crosby for Alex Ovechkin at this stage. Like, That's that a dead blows heat. me away. No, it's not. Sidney Crosby is a much better player right now in this moment than Alex Ovechkin. The Penguins have more around Crosby than Ovechkin has. I, I don't even understand that one from your perspective. That's strange. I, I, I'm puzzled by your puzzlement. <laughs> don't bet against Sidney Crosby. Yeah. How many no times way. have you come on here and said, you don't bet against Sidney Crosby? That's not something that you do. Who's the most disappointing team in the Eastern Conference at the end of the year? Um, I'm going to go the Washington Capitals. Ah, Philly. No, no, come on. They're going to be bad. We all know they're going to be bad. But they're Any, not supposed to be bad. They are supposed to be bad. Who's, who's saying they're not supposed to be bad? Torts. Oh, Chuck. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. They've, uh, they're in for one, Darren. They're, they're going to be bad. The Philadelphia Flyers are a bad hockey team. Look, you don't bring in John Tortorella to coach the 32nd ranked team in the national i mean they're not going to be the 32nd right i don't think they're going to be that bad like the arizona coyotes and chicago blackhawks exist but they're going to be bad disappointed in you there you disagree i thought i thought you'd have your finger on the pulse a little bit more than that uh, that's a story from the eastern conference uh, we'll see if ryan can gather himself and come back strong when we talk about the western conference in the central and the pacific all leading towards opening night for the Vegas Golden Knights. One of two games, and Vegas is involved again. Uh, the pregame show at uh, 6 o'clock with Ryan Wallace, Dan Duva, uh, chatting with Mark Stone uh, on that pregame show. Uh, looking forward to it. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. 40 AM. took her out it was a friday night i walk alone to get the feeling right we started here we are at the VGK Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Darren Millard, Ryan Wallace, getting you set for opening night North American style. 
New York Rangers, Tampa Bay Lightning will be the first game of the docket, and then we will slide over to the game that we are all really interested in. It's the dawn, the golden age, the Vegas Golden Knights up against the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, the Los Angeles Kings made the playoffs out of nowhere last year, and it was Vegas on the outside looking in. So this one has early season implications for that playoff race, Ryan. It, it does. If, if the Golden Knights win, then they've got uh, a nice start to the season. And, you know, the, the next 81 games that both them and the Kings play will really loom large in who makes the playoffs. You don't uh, suppose that they would go into protect mode if they win tonight? No, probably to, not. Try, probably try not. to like, maintain that. The, the Nashville Predators might, but uh, not everyone mm. has the benefit of playing hey, San Jose for the first two games of the Predators, year. Predators, uh, 2-0 to, to get off the campaign. I saw a report where San Jose, despite being swept, very encouraged <laughs> by the start of their season. <laughs> you yeah, well. halfway around the world and, and lose a couple of games, and that's your reaction. Now, that may not have been coming straight from... Uh, the coach's office and David Quinn uh, as such, but uh, that was the, one of the themes coming out of the San Jose Sharks. So Vegas against Los Angeles. We've got a lot to get to in hour number two, specifically about uh, what Vegas is going to do tonight, uh, what they are going to serve up lineup-wise. Nick Haig has arrived with the team in Southern California, so he is excited about uh, what uh, he's going to witness tonight. He's not going to play, uh, but did speak to the media, so uh, that's uh, one theme uh, that we'll pull on. And then the whole uh, starting goaltending uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. Logan Thompson uh, kicks mm-hmm. off uh, the season, starting his first season opener uh, for Vegas. But we're looking at uh, predictions uh, in the National Hockey League. We've done the East, uh, over to the Western Conference, and the Central Division the best team in the loop which boasts the defending Stanley Cup champions is who so I've I've tried to like overthink this whole situation with the Colorado Avalanche going into this year I I think that they're going to be one of those teams that you know the Stanley Cup hangover if you want to call it that I, I do think it's going to be real but I also don't know that I'd buy anyone else in the Central to kind of take that mantle from Colorado. Uh, they're just so good. They're just so deep. Uh, maybe there's question marks in goal for them. We'll see. But I think the Colorado Avalanche are still head and shoulders above everybody else in the Central Division. When you said overthink, at first I really thought that you were saying that you overdrank by making that assessment. But uh ends up being That's a pretty a good stuff. Well, I just when when you said it, based on some of your predictions from the Eastern Conference, mm-hmm. I was wondering how much uh, into the libations you've been so far today. Uh, Colorado, the best team in the Central Division. Yeah, I like it. They got an amazing forward. They have the best defenseman in the league, and goaltending is going to have to prove itself. Sure, but but there's enough in reserve there. I I don't think they repeat. Let me get that right out of the way. Oh, wow. They you. don't repeat. We're not looking at a Tampa Bay here. Huh. But in that division, the competition that they're facing, yeah, uh, I think they're the best team that, yeah. that will put up the most points. Oof. I can't imagine how you feel right now agreeing with me after my picks in the, in mm-hmm. the East. I know I was a little, bit, uh, a little bit scared. Yeah. The, the four teams that make the playoffs in the Central Division, and there's a, there's a lot to go here. Mm-hmm. 
because Dallas has made some changes. Winnipeg made some alterations. Minnesota lost one of its best players mm-hmm. on an offensive standpoint. So you do have teams that there's question marks about how the newness is going to implicate their progress. Mm-hmm. St. Louis let a key veteran go yep. in their team. The four teams that make the playoffs in the Central Division, Colorado, the Blues, Dallas, and Winnipeg. Agree? Wow. Wow. Really? Yep. Interesting. Uh, no, I don't agree. Um, I got Colorado. I got Dallas. I got Nashville. I got Minnesota. So you're leaving off St. Louis. And Winnipeg. Hmm. What don't you like about uh, Minnesota? Well, I, I like Minnesota. That's why they're in the playoffs for me. Okay. Who did you leave off? Winnipeg and St. Louis? Me to, yeah, I left off St. Louis and I left off Winnipeg. Okay. I'm trying to write it all down as I go. Sometimes That's it gets okay. a little sketchy. That's what don't right. you like about St. Louis? I, I, I've always been a pretty big believer in St. Louis over the last few years. Uh, what do I not like about the St. Louis They scrap, Blues? they claw, they get I, their I don't, the way into the mix. No yeah, dirty. Yeah, I, I don't like the fact that uh, they moved on from David Perron. I think that you want to talk about scrapping and clawing. You're, you're talking about a guy that figuratively, literally drags his team into the fight. I think that's going to be missed. I really do. Um, from there, I I just, I, I know that this is going to come off poorly because I know you are kind of a Jordan Binnington guy. I'm not a Jordan Binnington guy. I have not been a Jordan Binnington guy for a long, long time. And I think that he's very clearly the guy and he's done his best work kind of from behind when he's had to prove himself i i don't think the goaltending is going to be good enough i i i just don't like the blues enough to put them ahead of say minnesota or dallas and i always have kind of a a bit of an of a hard time understanding what i think the nashville predators are going to be Uh, but i do know that their goaltender is is likely better than what jordan binnington is going to be this year so yet neither one of us have nashville in the mix i do Winnipeg, Winnipeg, Winnipeg. What? You don't have Winnipeg in. No, I don't. Why? Winnipeg's not good. They're not a good hockey team. Hmm. Like, I, listen. They've got a Vezina Trophy I, winning goaltender. they got uh, one of the best goal scorers in the National Hockey League. they okay. got a couple of veterans who should be inspired to get back You have back a couple on. of veterans that do not play defense mm-hmm. at all, and I don't know how that's going to work with Rick Bonus. I think that there's a lot of – turmoil in terms of kind of the, the behind the scenes stuff like anytime i'm sorry maybe it works out for the best maybe you find a way to move on from blake wheeler but when you are stripping somebody of the captaincy that they've had for seven eight years i think that it's going to change some of the dynamics in the room maybe that's needed maybe that's necessary but i don't feel like it's going to go well rick bonus over the course of with the last three years two years or so in terms of coaching has been has had teams that have gone on crazy stretches of amazing play, and then they've been 
pretty bad for long stretches too. I, I don't see that being much of a difference here with the Winnipeg Jets, and I'm sorry, until you get Mark Shifley to like actually buy into a defensive system and back See, that's check, the thing. That's what it, he's doing. He, I, did you hear I, what he said the other day uh, about shifts and veterans? He's a conservative coach. I think that's exactly it, what he's doing. It, it's only going to work if they buy in, and, and i got to see it in the regular season. And even then, I don't think there's enough. Like, Kyle Connor. Is he going to score goals? Yeah, he is. But, like, what happens when the Winnipeg Jets are losing hockey games and you've got Rick Bonus upset about Mark Shifley taking a minute and 20-second shift? Well, it's going. It's He'll sit him down. Okay, that's not going to play well in, in, in Winnipeg. I just don't see it working. As, you know, and and as, much as, as much as you're, like, kind of in on Connor Hellebuck, I agree with you. There's, there's a lot of, of deficiencies that Connor Hellebuck can make up for. But I don't think they're strong enough defensively to do anything with it. I, I don't it's buy funny. the Winnipeg Jets. Hellebuck is a great goaltender. As a goalie, I don't, I don't want to, would never want to play like him. He's just clunky. He's big. He's got this awkward style, and uh, I try to separate that from his success because, and he's a workhorse uh, uh-huh. back there. Uh, I think he can help them get through this. Shifley, uh, Shifley's. I just. The podcast came out today uh, with Shifley and I, uh, with the chirp, uh, and mm-hmm. we—he—he's ready to go, man. He's excited about the this this year. You know, yeah. he doesn't swear. Right, he he doesn't swear. Doesn't swear. Yeah, yet I know. Yet he's had like multiple unsportsmanlike conduct penalties. Well, I want to know. Really bad. I want to know because I like I play men's league. Darren Elliott plays men's league. Darren Elliott tells me to shut up all the time yep. because I get yapping at the referees. Right. And I, I swear, mm-hmm. and I don't get many unsportsmen. I get a couple. Sometimes I'll just keep yapping until they finally deuce me, and then it's all good. But I don't know how in the National Hockey League you can get an unsportsmanlike conduct minor penalty mm-hmm. without swearing. Why didn't that you defies ask logic. You, you sat down. With him for an interview, why didn't you ask him? We did. We 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 talk at length about it. He really? doesn't know. He doesn't know. He oh, okay. is is beside I mean, he himself. Knows what he, he knows what he says. He knows what he says. Right. Like you suck. Sure. Or I like that's awful. That's terrible. Right. Yeah. But there's no profanity in it. I think if you're going to get a technical in baseball or thrown out in in uh, a technical in basketball, uh, thrown out in baseball, or an unsportsmanlike in in hockey. There should have to be profanity involved. Otherwise, the official has to look the other way. Okay. I don't don't have strong feelings one way or another. Uh, I would argue that it's probably continuation. Like, it's probably continuing to belabor the point about a bad call, in your opinion. Or... I don't know, maybe maybe NHL refs just are taken aback by the fact that they are getting reprimanded by someone that doesn't, doesn't swear. swear. And that, but, but that they becomes know frustrating. That they may think, I know what he's thinking. And I know what he's saying inside. And sure. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some right there. Okay. Uh, who was your central again? So it was Colorado. <laughs> it was Nashville. It was oh, Dallas. Geez. Yeah. And it was Minnesota? Yeah, yep. That is a weird-looking lineup right there, folks. Really? We we disagree heavily on that. Four of the five, or four four of my four made the playoffs last year. 
Nah, last year's last year. Oh, okay. But Let's go to the were, Pacific. You were all in about last year being important when it comes to the Eastern Conference. Uh, oh, boy. A little bit. Talk about on the fence. I'm telling My you. Goodness. I'm telling you, I can structure an argument as well as anybody. In the I Pacific don't know about Division. Well. I don't know about well. The best team in the loop that involves the Vegas Golden Knights is. Okay. Um, I... I believe... Why are you hesitating here? Because I, I have to kind of give a little context here. Right now, I have it as the Edmonton Oilers. I just do. Uh, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, what they were able to do in the playoffs last year. You're almost um, apologizing right off the bat. I don't think you have a lot of belief in your, your own choice. Well, I, I think that until I know the Calgary Flames have kind of put things together and have gelled and, and some of the same chemistry questions I have about Florida are solved in Calgary, I don't think I can put the Flames above the Edmonton Oilers because of continuity with Edmonton. So I'm going to go Edmonton. I reserve the right to um, revisionist history this and say Calgary, but uh, right now I'll go Edmonton. So it's a 1-2 battle. Between a pair of Alberta teams. Yeah, in my in my mind. Yep. Hmm. No Vegas in there. We I mean it's been well documented over the course of the preseason that I, I think the Golden Knights are a playoff team, but I don't think that un- right now they're tops in the division. Is that why you were hesitant off the bat? You no, were, it was you were nervous to say that because you weren't gonna say Vegas at all? No, no. I, I'm not nervous hmm. about that. I, I am nervous about the fact that I think Calgary will eventually be the best team in this division, but I just can't pick them to be that right now. The four playoff teams that I'm forecasting from the Pacific Division are Edmonton, Vegas, Calgary, and LA. Okay. Reaction? Is it in that order? I'm going to go with that order. So Vegas? I think Vegas again? pushes. I think Vegas pushes. Uh, so you think Edmonton. Vegas wins the division? I, 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 can't, I can't tell you Vegas is going to win the division. Well, I just asked with, you in that with, order. With the goaltending, that, uh, the question marks that are there. So is it they, in that order or not in that order? Yeah, yeah I, said, I said in that order. So then they win the division. Edmonton, Vegas. You didn't say You said Vegas, Edmonton. Edmonton, Vegas, Calgary, L.A. Edmonton, Vegas, Calgary, L.A. Uh, I'm with you on all four teams. Not in that order, but I'm with you on all four teams. Is there anybody that can potentially make a push there? Vancouver. Are you, are you thinking Vancouver? Are you thinking Seattle? I'm not thinking Seattle. Um, How about Anaheim, who was great I, in the first half last year? I'm not thinking Anaheim. Uh, I don't think Seattle, Anaheim, San Jose are going to really push. I think Seattle will be the best of those three teams. Um, maybe right there. like may, It might be 1-2 with Seattle and Anaheim um, kind of being right in and around one another. But uh, I think if there's going to be a team that pushes those four, it's going to be the Vancouver Canucks. I, I, I trust Bruce Boudreau maybe more than like Vancouver does, but well, um, the fans like him. Yeah, the, the management. Fans love him. Uh, I think sure. management's wait and see. But you know, I I think Thatcher Demko is just a fantastic goaltender. I think that they've got a lot up front. Uh, defense leaves a lot to be desired, but I think they're going to score some goals and and be able to kind of outscore their problems for the majority of the year. Is it enough to get them into the playoffs? I don't know, but I think that they're going to be the ones pushing. Which team of the four, we have Edmonton, Vegas, 
Calgary and L.A. And don't look at the standings, but think who could who could survive an injury. And L.A. was really beat up last year, and they still scraped their way into the playoffs. So I, I like them to be able to grind one out. Which team do you think could possibly falter from their, their perch that we've put them on? I, I mean, I think the Edmonton Oilers. Like, I'm not, like, super, super strong in my belief that they're going to be the best team in the league. I think a lot of that's going to depend on health. If, if you're talking about Edmonton having to traverse, um, you know, an entire uh, – an extended stretch without either Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl, I think that that's going to be catastrophic for them. So um, I believe – that the Edmonton Oilers are probably the team that can falter the most, but the way that McDavid and Dreisaitl ended last year and the, the run that they were on, I see no reason to believe that they're not going to just kind of continue that into this year, especially with McDavid um, having a chip on his shoulder the way that he does, I think, going into this year. So um, the Oilers, to me, are one injury away from being a team that falters and falters pretty heavily. Vegas and L.A., they have some interesting goaltending question marks. They do. The guys have to prove themselves. Logan Thompson, Cal Peterson, Jonathan Quick, for sure, Aiden Hill. Those are a couple of teams. One jumped in, one fell out last year. I'm, I'm not sure which has – I mean, Thompson's starting for the first time in a season opener. There's that in front of him. But the, the other side of it, in Quick – and Peterson, I wonder who they think their best goalie is there. Quick's going to start tonight. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that... Cal's for, supposed to be the guy. Well, he hasn't taken it yet, right? And, and that's what the LA Kings are waiting for. They're waiting for Cal Peterson to take the reins over from Jonathan Quick. And unless that happens this year then I think that's going to be the biggest question mark for the L.A. Kings. I think they're fine defensively. I think they're really good up front. But if, if Cal Peterson can't be the guy and Jonathan Quick doesn't hold up to that workload, goaltending is going to be the thing that sets them back. Did Edmonton do enough to shore it up? I like Jack Campbell. I, I, I mean, I think that the Oilers are going to be fine defensively, or fine in the goaltending department. I, I mean, the, the, the thing for me with Edmonton is – I don't trust their defense, and I don't think they're deep enough. I, you, you put a lot of, of pressure on McDavid and Dreisaitl to be next level all the time, and you know I, the addition of Evander Kane and, and what he was able to do last year that that certainly helped it take some. Of you the think load. he's as good? I I don't I don't think he's as good. Like the the rates that he was scoring at the second half of the season and into the playoffs were, in my opinion, unsustainable. Um, but I do think he's going to add some depth to this Oilers team that's desperately in need of it. I'm not sure that he can uh, avoid being any type of distraction all year, whether suspension or comments or inconsistent play. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I'd, I'd love for him to prove me wrong, but going on past history there, it'll be a challenge. We're going to take a break, come back, reset for hour number two. There's so much coming up, and I'll give you an idea of what an Olympian does in the studio for a whole hour listening to one half of talk radio. An update on Darren Elliott's status as we continue in Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. 
You guys would love it in Studio 31. We're doing a live stream at 6 o'clock as soon as the VGK Insider Show is over. We're going to compete directly with Ryan Wallace on the Fox Sports uh, Las Vegas pregame show. We have a studio audience in here tonight. It's amazing. We've got so much stuff happening. I'm going to tell you right now, you guys, you guys are, should be wishing that you were here. You may not be right now, mm-hmm. but you should be wishing that you were here in Studio 31. Okay. You know, the thing I, my word for it. I, I, I noticed the first time I went in there is I expected it to be a lot bigger than what it was. That's TV studios. It's, it's a complete, uh, mm, what do you want to call it? Uh, it makes, it's make-believe, basically. It's TV studios. No, I'm just saying. I mean, I've, I've been in other TV studios. and, and Really? They're all, yeah, yeah. You thought well, Chapman, it's not a, we're not a soundstage celebrity. Here. Yeah, Darren. I mean, I've I've been on studio at, at a couple different stations, and and uh, have you ever been on the air? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who put you on the air? My my buddy Brian Salmon from Channel Three. I've been on with him and Marie Mortera, who does the uh, the nightly news, and and uh, yeah, I've I've been on there. What were you talking about? We talked hockey. Oh my goodness. Mar- Marie Mortera is a big fan of Chapman. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I like you too. Yeah. I'm just not putting you on the air <laughs> as we talk yeah, on the air. Not on television. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, we've got uh, a great uh, second hour of the VGK Insider Show on opening night. You are going to hear from Bruce Cassidy minutes before he coaches his first game for the Golden Knights in a rivalry game against the Los Angeles Kings. Hour number two coming up.